hole in the ground, they lived a hobbit. Many ages ago, when this ancient planet was not quite so ancient, long before man recorded his history, it was the time of Middle Earth, when man shared his days with elves, dwarves, wizards, goblins, dragons, and hobbits. In the lands of Middle Earth, in an area known as the Shire, there was a village named Hobbit. There, in a hole in the ground, not a nasty, dirty, wet hole, nor a dry, bare, sandy hole. It was a hot hole, and that means comfort. Bilbo Baggins? Uh, yes. I Bilbo Baggins? That's right. What were you listening to? Were you listening to Peter Jackson's films or or maybe Amazon's Rings of Power? No, you were listening to the opener of The Hobbit from 1977, the animated version. And this is Will, and we're going to talk animation, Hobbits, Lord of the Rings, and how much these animated films influenced the later live-action productions. So, no matter how much you know The Hobbit, The Lord of the Rings, you might not know it all, this is Will. And we're going to be talking about the animated specials. Now, these were TV specials, where there were two, and then there was a feature film by the a great animator, Ralph Bakshi. And that was a theatrical. But the other two were television specials, and they were produced by Rankin-Bass. Rankin-Bass, you probably know from all the great stop-motion, the Rudolph, uh, Year Without a Santa Claus, a lot of the Christmas, Little Drummer Boy, those were the sort of the puppetoons or the puppeteers or the uh, marionettes, stop-motion, claymation. But they also did 2D or, you know, hand-drawn or traditional animation for the Tolkien Lord of the Rings. And the first, 1977, released, and it was broadcast on NBC. This is from the Wiki, 1977 American Animated Music TV Special, created by Rankin Bass, a studio known for their holiday specials, and animated by Topcraft, a precursor to Studio Ghibli. The film is an Adoption of the 1937 book of the same name by J.R.R. Tolkien and was first broadcast on NBC in the United States on Sunday, November 27, 1977. Now, you may not know Topcraft, which was the first studio that actually did the animation, but then it became Studio Ghibli or Ghibli, and that is an incredibly respected Japanese animation house. They did a lot of big feature films, and anyone who's into anime or just you know, animation in general, no studio, studio Ghibli, Ghibli, either or. But, um, so that gives you an idea of really how good the animation is. In fact, um, I saw it, I guess I saw it back in the day at a good nine or ten years old. And I was really, you know, impressed, but I was only a wee lad, right? I was only a little, 
little little boy, a little a little toddler there. And to me, it was really good animation. I appreciate it even more today. I look at it today, and this really really stands the test of time. It really holds up. Some facts about the production: It was produced and directed by Arthur Rank, Rankin Jr. and Jules Bass of Rankin Bass Productions in New York City. It was adapted for the screen by Romeo Muller, with Rankin taking on the additional duties of production designer. The Hobbit cost $3 million to produce, which I guess by today's standards for an animated film is nothing, but this is back in the 70s, so it was a nice little budget. In a 2003 interview, Rankin stated, quote, I love the Tolkien work, and he explained that he was able to make the film because he felt it was in public domain despite claims to the contrary for the copyright holders. Now, we know today with the Peter Jackson films and now Amazon Rings of Power, I mean, the Tolkien estate has made hundreds of millions of dollars and they all claim still copyright. So I don't know how that was sort of, uh, you know, um, confused. I know, I guess, copyright law in America and England is a little different. And I'm pretty sure in uh, the UK they hold on to their copyrights a lot longer. I think we kind of released them a little a little earlier, so maybe that was the that was the reason. Um, right, it was it was animated by Topcraft in Tokyo, a now defunct Japanese animation that reformed and became the studio uh, Ghibli or Ghibli, and they did some really amazing uh, f- feature films. Uh, the screenwriter Romeo Muller was an American screenwriter and actor, and he's most remembered for his uh, scripts for Rankin and Bass, such as Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, The Little Drummer Boy, Frosty the Snowman, and Santa Claus is Coming to Town. So I know we all probably enjoyed them um, as children over the years. And again, in I, I recently bought it. It was a great digital uh, print, and I think it was only like five, six bucks, and it's beautiful. It really stands the test of time. Back in the 70s, 1978, Romeo uh, Muller won a Peabody Award for his script for The Hobbit. The film was also nominated for the Hugo Award for Best Dramatic Presentation, but it lost to Star Wars. A few days before its airing, John J. O'Connor wrote in the New York Times that, quote, Rankin and Bass Productions have now carefully translated The Hobbit into film. The result is curiously eclectic but filled with nicely effective moments. The drawings frequently suggest strong resemblance to non-Tolkien characters. The goblins could have stepped out of a more recent act book, but the dragon and golem, the uh, riddle aficionado, brings some clever original touches. Whatever its flaws, this TV version of The Hobbit warrants attention. You know, and I, I can't agree more. I mean, I think one of the things that people forget, um, fans even, that these are stories and, and films really for children more. Certainly The Hobbit. And as a 9 or 10 year old back in the day watching this, I was transfixed. And, and, you know, subsequently, years later, um, just about I don't know, six months ago, buying the, the uh, you know, the digital film print, beautiful, stands the test of time, highly recommend. So then in 1978, um, noted animator Ralph Bakshi, he did his own version. Now his version, well, was of Lord of the Rings. So Lord of the Rings is a 1978 American animated fantasy. Uh, by Ralph Bakshi. It is an adaptation of J.R. Tolkien's high fantasy epic, comprising the Fellowship of the Ring and then some material from both books of the Two Towers. It's interesting, in the, the production, it uses a hybrid of cell animation, you know, traditional drawn, and then rotoscoping. And rotoscoping basically is filming people, you know, live-action people, we hope they're live, filming actors 
acting out the roles and then the animators sort of go over that film and sort of just trace over it. So they get a very smooth result, you know, incredibly lifelike. Says in the wiki, although The Lord of the Rings by Ralph Bakshi was a financial success, it received mixed reactions from critics and hostility from disappointed fans who felt that it was incomplete. See, there was no official sequel, so he covered again Fellowship and some from Two Towers, but didn't do Return of the King. What's really interesting, too, is the film was an influence on Peter Jackson's trilogy, it says. And I remember in some of the DVD extras, um, as detailed in the DVD extras and behind the scenes of The Fellowship of the Ring. So Jackson went over, I guess, watched this a couple times at least to get a good sort of vibe and inspiration for his theatrical films. And then finally, Rankin and Bass, they did more. They returned to Tolkien with The Return of the King. This was in 1980. Um... They brought it out on ABC, Sunday, May 11th, 1980. But this is the real specific part. After a legal challenge was filed by the Tolkien estate and Fantasy Films was settled. Critical fan reaction to The Return of the King was lukewarm. And yeah, I guess it isn't as animated. Well, you know, it isn't as well animated as The Hobbit, that's for sure. It's good. It's worth a look. But The Hobbit remains just, just a beautiful animated feature. What's really neat is you could watch The Hobbit, the Rankin-Bass special, then go to Ralph Bakshi for Fellowship and a lot of Two Towers, and then sum it all up with Return of the King. So in, in many ways, you can just get the whole, you know, epic uh, series of, of books, Tolkien's work, through animation. You could do a whole marathon. You could watch all that, then watch all the Jackson films, and watch some Rings of Power. And, and I heard now, of course, Tolkien is, you know, the estate sold licenses to more production houses so we're going to be swimming just absolutely drowning and swimming with tolkien work hope you guys enjoyed hope you go and check these films out because i'm telling you any tolkien fan will enjoy this it may not be disney quality but it's really good so keep on subscribing if you have not it is free we're always free our doors are open but you can also pay for some extras 4.99 either or keep the comments are coming keep the feedback in the coming and enjoy animated lord of the rings we'll see you soon